1049 The Morning X. And if you want to hear a rousing rendition of Careless Whisper by Wham, all you got to do is watch the latest episode of Something's Burning with Burt Kreischer on YouTube. What's up, Burt? <laughs> wow. I must have been drunk that episode. I don't remember that at all. Oh, no. You know, they brought the Kill Tony band in. He's playing the saxophone, and you decide to, for some reason, try to sing the song, and you don't know any of the words, and you're barely on key. That sounds right. That sounds right. Can you believe I was in a band at one point? <laughs> you were in a band. What did you do in the band? I was the lead singer, and then... I was really bad, obviously, and we had a guitarist that was awesome. And so me and the bassist started a coup d'etat, kicked out the guitarist. He was like, I'm going to form a band ten times better than your band. We're like, good luck. And he started the band Creed. No, shut up. Yeah, Mark Tremonti. You were in a band with Mark Tremonti. You, you were in a band with Mark Tremonti of Creed. Yeah, we used to play in uh, John Dacre's Garage with Ben Carter and uh, and Brent Bracken. Get the hell out of here! Yeah, swear to God. <laughs> and so he crazy. Dis- and then and then come to cut to like twenty years after that, uh, I tell the story to Comedy Central. They get Scott Stapp, and me and Scott Stapp sing higher on Comedy Central. <laughs> I, I had a really good year that year. Sounds like it, dude. I got to be honest with you. I become friends with Scott Stapp. I really love that guy. He's like a legit solid dude. Yeah, I mean, I, he, he I, had I, a rough patch. He hit a rough patch. You know what, though? I'll tell you right now, I'm 47. I'm just getting success at 47. Yeah. So, like, I'm somewhat grounded. I have a wife. I have two kids. My wife's smart enough to get me into therapy. When I quit, when I start drinking too much, my buddies, Rogan, Segura, and Ari, pull me aside. They're like, we should do Sober October. I've got a lot, I've got a lot of uh, life preservers in my life. I can't imagine being 25 and doing all that at 25, getting millions, millions, and millions. No one ever warns you of, like, this might be too much work. You should say no to some stuff, you know? I mean, I'm in production. I got a Netflix series. I just shot my Netflix hour special, my second Netflix special, my third one on the platform. I, uh, I have a Netflix series in production. I just sold the rights to The Machine, the movie. I'm planning a tour through Russia, Moscow, uh, St. Petersburg, all through Russia. I've, I've started the Birdie Boy World Tour, which starts January 30th, comes through Rockford, I think, on the 2nd of April. That's right. I'm writing a brand new hour for that. You know, it's funny. This is the third time we've had you on, Burt Kreischer, and uh, this is the first time you're actually promoting something down the street from us. It's always like two hours away in Chicago or up in Milwaukee or something. Finally, you're coming to Rockford. Dude, I, my best friend Mike Osborne in, in college was from Rockford, Illinois, and he would tell me stories about Rockford, Illinois. I had another buddy, Dave Johnson, whose dad worked at O'Hare, but he lived in Rockford. Mm -hmm. And I have these visions of Rockford that are no way they're going to live up to it because I've been hearing stories about Rockford my whole life. Apparently there's some river that you can fish on. You can fish on the Rock River, yeah. Yeah, and they used to tell me about fishing on the Rock River their whole childhood, both of these guys. So, like, I've always wanted to go to Rockford. So, like... I, I plan on going fairly big when I'm there. I want to do all the things they talked about. Drinking beer, beer behind the, uh, the convenience store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, there's, there's a couple things that probably aren't there anymore. They might have told you about the, uh, uh, the clock tower. That's gone. Oh, for real? Yeah, that's gone. It, uh, they, tore oh. the, they tore that down last year. Mm-hmm. Well, then what happens if I say, say I come there in a time-traveling machine, like a DeLorean, and I need to capture lightning to hit the clock tower to send me back to the future? What happens then? Well, you're going to have to go to a different time because it's not here anymore, Bert. Oh, I just go. That's right. I go back <laughs> right. to when the mayor was the guy that worked at the malt shop. Yeah, exactly. You have to go back. Is it clear that I just saw that movie? <laughs> no, I just figured you're a fan. Yeah, but what was the mayor's name? Uh... I want to say Sudsy. What is it? <laughs> no, it is not Sudsy. It's Goldie. Goldie. That's yeah, Goldie. Right. 
Goldie Wilson, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Goldie Wilson. <laughs> yeah, maybe I could become mayor. <laughs> uh, look, you know, like, you are crazy because, you know, like, you can't just be a performer nowadays. You have to be a content creator. Uh, yeah. You know, they push that on us in radio as well. And uh, you're definitely doing that. you got like a billion podcasts going right now. You've got your YouTube television show. Uh, when you're trying to think of content to create, how do you arrive at cooking show on YouTube? You know, I'd want to do a cooking show for probably 15 years. I pitched it to the Food Network uh, even before I was on Travel Channel. And then I pitched it when I was on Travel Channel. Same show. Something's burning. I cook with comedians. We just took, sit and cook for an hour, and then we whittle it down to 22 minutes. And everyone passed. They're like, I don't know why anyone would watch you cook. And I was like, because <laughs> I can't cook. So it'll be fun because that's the title, Something's Burning. Yeah. And then you'll have my comedian friends making fun of me. And everyone passed. Cut to a year ago. Literally, there is a bidding war on Something's Burning, and everyone, including all the people I pitched it to, were like, how do we get this content? And I was like, you know what? I was like, it wouldn't be the same if I sold it to any of you guys, because you'd change it, and you wouldn't. You'd never let us sing careless whispers. Like, <laughs> yeah, we got to pay for that. Just, yeah, that you, no one would ever be like, no, let Bert get legit drunk with Sebastian Maniscalco and cook a burger, and let it be an hour and 15 minutes long. And the buildup is Burt wins, and he has a it literally spikes the trophy next to Sebastian and throws it in his face. No one would ever greenlight what we're doing. And I think that's what makes places like Netflix and the Internet so special is that they're so hands-off. They're like, trust the artist, trust that they know what they're doing, trust that if, if we don't give them notes, they'll work ten times harder. Quite honestly, if, if I had told Travel Channel, hey, I want to get in a Speedo and do a dance video, and and to Post Malone's song, <laughs> they would have never greenlit it. That that video goes viral. It cost me twelve hundred dollars to make and sells out my entire fall end of my Birdie Boy World Tour or my Bert uh, Body Shots World Tour. I do the Birdie Boy announce. I hire a marching band for four thousand dollars. I had no idea what I was going to do with this marching band. I just said, have them show up at my house. We'll figure something out. Get them to learn a song. So they learn Rubber Band Man. We surround them by the pool. We write the thing right then. And that sells out the entire first leg of the Birdie Boy World Tour. It's like I really honestly believe that what's happening with content and with the Internet is, is nothing but good. Because also, as many successes I can have, I have just as many failures. And you just write it off. You go, eh, it was 1200 bucks. whatever. You know, I'll do another one next week. Yeah, I, I love that attitude. I love that, okay, well, uh, you turn me down, I'll show you. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's a lot of it is I've been fighting for my own voice in media for, you know, 20 years. I've been wanting to do sitcoms, I've been wanting to do television. Even when I did television, I'd give them my ideas. I pitched a show called uh, Dentured Adventures, where I go into an old age home to all these people that are in their, in their 80s, and I say, what do you want to do on your bucket list? Let's go do it today. And everyone passed on that. Well, now, in the way media is done, I can probably do that show for $5,000 an episode. And that <laughs> is where my, that's where I'm going. Like, all these horrific ideas I had that I pitched that I know that if I pitched them to you, you'd go, I'd watch it. I would. That's, yeah. That's, do you remember they had a commercial uh, a long time ago? They had a commercial called Tiny House. Where they, it was a joke commercial about adults having to live in a tiny house. And they were, like, cramped up. I remember watching that commercial going, someone make that TV show. I would watch that in a heartbeat. For sure. People in charge, it's like they they don't think about the people who would actually enjoy it, do they? They'll sit 
in the room and go, oh, that's a great idea. We never could do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're like, well, why, why wouldn't you just – I pitched a show called – remember there was a, a series called uh, Bath Crashers or House Crashers on DIY? Yeah. I pitched a series called Moat Crashers. Moat. I was like, that's where every man's house is his castle. Every castle deserves a moat. We go to a Home Depot. We find a guy in the shovel aisle, and we go, hey, man, you want a moat? Look, you're going to get 100 people to say no, but you're going to get one moron that's like, yeah, I'll take a moat. And we go to his house, and we build a fully functioning moat. How? Tell me you wouldn't watch that entire series just going, I want to see the reveal. i got to see what a moat looks like around this guy's house. I'd watch it. It's the same with podcasting. We had a podcast yesterday. My buddy talked for an hour about uh, getting put in rehab and almost dying from alcoholism and having mock sex with Anna Kendrick on, on a TV show. You know, the way the radio was chopped up back in the day, it was everything was like five minutes and you could never get into a story like that. Right. Now with a podcast, you can tell a long-winded two-hour story about something and at least you get to get your content out, you know? You can make it your way. It's more gripping yeah. that way. I get it. And speaking of radio, we are running out of time here. Um, <laughs> look, That's a perfect transition. Look, you've got, uh, you've got a special secret time on Netflix right now. Uh, Bert, we've been talking about uh, hot takes on the show this week. Uh, so i got a couple hot take questions for you before we go. Shoot. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? A hundred percent. I just saw it the other day. A hundred percent. And it might be the best Christmas movie. Second only possibly to Home Alone. Third place Gremlins? <laughs> I, I don't I don't I didn't I didn't I don't see Gremlins as a Christmas movie. Son of a bitch. All right, is LeBron or Jordan the greatest of all time? Jordan. Oh well, being from LA, I assumed you would say LeBron. No, I'm frustrated with LeBron. I don't like his series on HBO. It bothers me. <laughs> and uh, finally, are musical comics and ventriloquists actually comedians? A hundred percent, without a doubt. Al Weird Al Yankovic to this day is one of the funniest people that's ever lived. That's the correct answer. I appreciate you, Bert Kreischer, at the Coronado Performing Arts Center, April second. Bert, Bert, Bert dot com for tickets. That's Bert with an E. Yeah, Bert with an E. Okay, <laughs> and four Berts would be ridiculous. <laughs> it would. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today, man. Appreciate that. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it.